Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Legends of Next Week. We have a very exciting episode today, one we are absolutely thrilled by. We're joined by a special guest, um, Olivia Swan, who plays Astro Logue from seasons four all the way to the end, one of our favorite characters on the show, and we just could not be more thrilled to speak with her today. So welcome olivia hi thank you so much for having me it feels a little surreal <laughs> <laughs> definitely oh yeah well i mean i i have green hair today so yeah <laughs> yeah but we should introduce ourselves and maybe tell why we all look different today right you can't see us but we all dressed up <laughs> we will put a picture up on twitter of how fabulous we all look <laughs> Yes, and so I'm one of your hosts, Mary. I use she, her pronouns. Um, Eden, she, her pronouns. I'm Kate, also using she, her pronouns. And are we going to see what we're dressed up as? Or yeah, oh, that's a good point. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I'm I'm dressed up as Hunter from Star Wars: The Bad Batch. So yay, yay! Uh -huh. That's on brand for me. Uh, yes it is um if you can guess by the coming weeks that i have mentioned my hyperfixation, i am Eddie Munson from stranger things and we are also joined by a co-collaborator on the pod one of our dear friends v hello and i am currently a bloody vampire mess which um <laughs> is also my current hyperfixation, weirdly so it works quite well uh, i love it very sad <laughs> and I'm Olivia and I don't know what I am dressed as uh, I'm an amalgamation of things that I found in my wardrobe and my drawers Fair. and this is what happened so <laughs> happy necklace. thank you it added wow. some spook I've got skulls and snakes on my hands so nice. I do love the necklace though you have a very cool skeleton Thank you. Necklace. Yeah, it's skeleton hands kind of wrapped around my throat. Very cool. Which is a, a vibe, I think. Oh, definitely for Halloween. <laughs> Absolutely. Very the best holiday. Very excited to get started with the interview. So many things to talk about. Too many things. <laughs> I just kind of start just kind of with a, a basic question for you again. It's so awesome to have you here. We've all been fans of Astro kind of since the beginning and we just kind of wanted to ask like how did you like prepare for your role of Astro were you watching the show beforehand had you read any of the Hellblazer comics that mentioned Astro in the past just was there any process in getting into Astro's character at the beginning um so I, I'd heard of the show before I'd never seen it um and when I got the job I think I, tr I tried to find an episode that kind of mentioned Astra and I can't remember which one it was it was one of I don't know maybe early season four end of season three or something didn't quite know what was going on so I immediately left that and thought I'll just crack on with uh, whatever else I can find um so when I got to to Canada I read I found the Hellblazer comic whichever one it was that has Astra in and flicked through that and I was like oh this is pretty dark this is pretty sinister uh it's yeah it's it's dark stuff but which I loved and kind of just did that and any bits I could find online about her and how she affected John and all that kind of stuff 
but obviously with the show it you know didn't spend too much time on that side of things so I actually felt like I had quite a lot of room to play with making her my own and you know figuring out what she would be like as a grown woman um so yeah it was just kind of like a little dipping in of what I could find but then deciding things and her traits and her feelings and what made her angry and made her tick and all that kind of stuff um was really just fun to to delve into and, and grow with with the character um did you expect her character would grow so much was she planned just as a temporal antagonist for john or was the plan always for her to join the legends from the beginning I actually don't know what the plan was with her because I was only initially joined for season five, just for one season. So I was just kind of expecting to be the villain for that season, raise some hell and then leave. Um, but, you know, luckily I think Phil and Keto and Grainy at the time liked me and liked what I was doing. So they love redeeming a villain as well. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's why I stayed on for, for season six. In terms of growth, I think you always want your character to grow as much as possible and you try and find whatever growth there is where you can. Um, but for me, I was like, I was very adamant. I really wanted her to grow because when she joined the Legends, there was part of me that was like, well, she can't remain the same Hal Astra that we've seen through season five. Otherwise... It doesn't make sense that she would stay with them. She'd, you know, try and kill figure herself. She'd kill them, right? She totally would. <laughs> um, I mean, she probably still would now if she had a chance. But I think we needed to see um, connections and developments with other characters. And that was something that I was very, you know, I really wanted to happen quite quickly because uh, I'm impatient. Um, <laughs> but I like how, uh, you know, it, it, she grew, you know, through season six and then into season seven. So I was really happy that we got to see a different side to her, you know, by the end of season seven compared to when she joined in season five. So that was right. I, I will just let you know, we always support women's wrongs, especially when it's antagonizing <laughs> John Constantine. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I, I, was, I was sad that um, Constantine left. because so I was like, there was so much more antagonizing she could have done. And so much more grief she could have given Constantine. He got she got out quite easy, I think. He did. <laughs> definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of season seven, um, so the question is, do you think that Astra, do you think that Astra saw John as her father figure in any sense? Um, because in season seven, we had a little bit of time to dwell on John's departure and what that meant to Astra beyond comparing herself to her teacher? I mean, how else do you think it affected her? Um, so I think in terms of a father figure, had they had more time together, not as enemies, I think he really would have grown into a father figure for her, which I think would have been a very cool, you know, change to their relationship. Um, but I think when it came to John Constantine, Regardless of whether Astra, her feelings changed for him and she, you know, grew fond of him or if she wanted to kill him, she always knew that Constantine would be there. He was just, he was in some way, way a constant throughout her whole entire life, throughout her childhood, sending her to hell, her growing up in hell, wanting to kill him, her coming out of hell, still hating him, 
but now being enmeshed in his life, he was always just there. So I think that's why in like 605, when she was so frustrated that he kept on dipping in and out and leaving her to kind of fend for herself. Because she's like, well, it's John. He's always here. You know, he, he annoys the hell out of me, but he's always here for me. So I think on that respect, there was a kind of bond that she shared with him, which maybe she wouldn't want to admit to or even kind of really realize herself. Um, and I would have loved more time to see them together as like a mentor mentee. I think that would have been a very cool kind of dynamic as well. Um, but yeah, he, I think he he really could have grown into a father figure for her, which would have been very sweet, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, so speaking of her growth and all this kind of thing, so how do you think her journey could have continued? And what do you think about this, this presidential storyline <laughs> that's going on? <laughs> I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah, she's very... Um, She's, she understands right and wrong. I think she's got a very good sense of that. She feels very passionately about what's right and what's wrong. Although she likes torturing people. So maybe maybe not quite a good sense of that. Um, that's a treat. No, that's fine here <laughs> in the US. I mean, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think that does make sense. I don't know if I would have, if it was like, would have been the first thing that came to my mind for her future, but I think it's quite cool. Um, what was the beginning of this question? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you think her journey, her journey could have continued on the show and just in general? Um, I think she still had a lot of growth to do in terms of really moving away from her hell self. Um, I don't think she ever would have got rid of it really because it's so ingrained in who she is. Um, but I think we could have seen a lot more emotional growth a lot more maturing emotionally um, because there's still parts of her that are like a 15 year old, despite how, you know, time works differently in Hal and that she's obviously not 15. Um, so I think that would have been really fun to play with. I would have really loved to have seen her fully kind of settling into the group dynamic with the legends and just truly like embracing the family. And I don't know, like the kind of, Domic domicity is that a word yeah, yeah. <laughs> of being on the ship and maybe even enjoying that because I think she's someone who's so used to kind of her own space and her own power and her own you know energy within a space dealing with other people's is not her strong suit so I think that would have been quite fun to play with absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I loved all of Nastro's dynamic with the team. They're all so different. Oh, so um, different. <laughs> so fun to see those explore. And like kind of along those lines, like there's Legends is a fun show. There's a lot of crazy episodes where crazy things have happened, specifically to Astra and otherwise. But what's been your favorite episode to film so far? Or I say so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, in her brain uh, it's still happening I, I, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about um, it oh favorite, episode. favorite episode that's tough because they are all a joy truly um maybe if I go through each season and like try and pick my favorite I think yeah that's fine yeah um season five I think five mm, fourteen one more trapped on TV was, I think, definitely the most fun. 
um, 605 Saint and Apprentice, because I got to work with Matt so much and Katie as well. Um, but also actually 614, um, there will be brood with um, Spooner's mom and all that kind of stuff. That was just so, uh, so lovely to kind of work with the Seth in that respect. Um, and obviously by that time, their characters had formed a lovely bond and a lovely friendship. So that was really wonderful. Um, season seven, I, tr I just adored the entirety of season seven. I had so much fun at every single episode. Um, but if I had to pick the most fun, I think mm, 709 was the most ridiculous. The <laughs> lowest common, Is that know. lowest common denominator? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> and, but just because it was one of those ones where you just kind of had to truly give yourself up to the madness. And reading the script was one challenge in itself because I, it was, there was so much on the page. I was like, I couldn't even picture how any of it was going to go. And then filming it was another thing because you were like, I don't understand how this is going to fit together, what this is going to look like. We're all shouting and screaming and running around in this heightened reality sense. As it wasn't until actually seeing it, I was like, oh, I get it. That makes sense. Fun. But it was, it was really fun um, filming it too, just because everyone was truly going for the you know 10 and above level of energy <laughs> um so i think if i had to pick that was the most fun or no most funny um but they were all really really yeah they were all good um are there any other tv shows that you would have loved to visited on the one that they're on tv episode i you know i actually thought that the choice of Downton Abbey for like that storyline was so perfect that actually I don't know if I would want to go on another show um and obviously it was like legends does Downton Abbey which is even because it's just heightened and stuffy and ridiculous um so I really I actually really enjoyed kind of where we were at I can't imagine putting Astrid John and her mom in like a different scenario Mm -hmm. um so no, i'm gonna stick i think i'd stick with Aaron. i don't think they all would have worked in space it would have been fun but it would have been quite fun wait, well, wait hey, well, game of thrones would i be there oh. game, <laughs> game, game of thrones, of thrones actually that's a fair that's a fair point Astra would definitely have thrived in game of thrones she would have you know it, dragon, i'm sure i feel like it wouldn't have gone on quite so long i feel like by the end of season one she would be on that throne and she's not gonna yeah. be on. Yeah, she would have got the dragons, had them burn everybody down to the ground and be like, I'm in charge. Yeah, without a second thought. I mean, it's the obvious thing to do, right? right yeah. It is. It really is. These idiots trying to work stuff out. No. Burn yeah. everyone. None of that. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a great thought. Now, I'm, I'm sad now that Ash didn't get to interact with the dragon we saw in season four now. So I'm like, ah! Ah! Uh. <laughs> It would have been too much too soon, you know. Yeah. The one has stood a chance. It would have been no season five, really. Let's be exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Season five would have been. Yeah. Not there. No, no, yeah, imagine if they put Genghis Khan on a dragon. Then what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, it would have been on on pause of tomorrow. Is what it would have been because it would have been just running around with a dragon and all the encores and all the hell yeah, missed opportunity there i'm there for that <laughs> uh so 
my next question, is there a lot of improv that happens on the set or have you ever improvised anything for Asher that actually made it into the final cut on the show? Um, so I'm terrible at improv, uh, especially when it's like funny improv. So I really don't do it. Um, the only time I, I don't even call it improv. I just added a line was in, uh, 704 speakeasy does it when, uh, she's kind of trying to intimidate big boss Ross. And he's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Master Log, you idiot. That was the literally only amount of improv I've ever done in my life. Um, yet made the cut, but I, I wouldn't really call that improv. However, there is, I think there is room for improv. Um, just because by this point, you know, everyone knows their characters so well and the writers are so at ease with us all being our characters and they know us so well. So, you know, I think they trust us to add little flavors of whatever, um, you know, we, we feel like is right. Um, Nick is extremely good at improving. Uh, to the point of it's impossible to do a scene with him because he's so funny. Oh my god, his 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 robo Nate was amazing. His robo Nate was fantastic, and I'm actually kind of glad I didn't have that many scenes with him because I would not have made it through. <laughs> um, even when he's not doing this silly Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, he's hilarious. Um, Adam is also very good at improv for sure uh Tala's very good at it as well so yeah people just like you know chuck in whatever felt real and natural for their character and if it's funny then all the better so yes and I did not partake Um, I I feel like it's obvious what uh, what question's coming next from me. We've we've chatted <laughs> about it before. So um with Astra and Berard uh, in their relationship, <laughs> you know, I'm you know, number one Bear Astra shipper over here. Uh so how how did that come about and what do you think they each bring out in each other? So it uh I guess it first started in the one where we're trapped on TV, uh at the end, where B's like, well, that was crazy. We're like engaged. And then Astra's like, uh, whatever she says, oh, it's lucky we're not brainwashed anymore, or whatever it was. And I we read it and we were like, what's what's happening? What? <laughs> and so I asked Grania, I think on the day we were doing that, I was like, is is this what I think this is? Is this, is this <laughs> and then I think she just kind of said, you know, we're like testing it out and maybe in some other world they would be together or something like that and I was like okay cool and then season six started and um obviously Shy and I had talked about it just being like is this gonna happen um and then season six started and kind of nothing was happening um and so we were just like oh is it is it not a thing and then in 605 actually there was a whole scene after Crowley had been vanquished and Astor was like sweeping up all the dust and stuff and uh, B comes in and they have this beautiful kind of heart to heart moment where Astor talks about uh, not really knowing how to behave on earth, you know, how to be a human because she's so used to um, dealing with people in a certain way in hell and dealing, you know, with, with bad people in hell. And, you know, he's like, you know, you've got us, we've got the legends and we're here for you and we've got you. And, we filmed the whole thing. I was actually surprised it's not on the deleted scenes because it's it was so oh. cute. It was a really sweet scene. Oh. Um, so there was that. And then we were like, okay, so it's happening. And then um, 
in season, I'm um, sorry, in episode seven of season six. Uh, what's that one called? Back to, the, back to the finale part two. There we go. Yes. Um, when, so there's a, there's a tiny little scene with B and Astra after Sarah, he like, you know, his plan doesn't work and Sarah gets abducted and he's kind of down about it. But that originally was a huge, like, no, it was like a two page scene. So like two pages, literally, I know, <laughs> Get me started, me. <laughs> it's like down to like this much dialogue on the page. But again, it was this really lovely scene, which was quite um, sweet and, and intimate where Astra was the one who was then like, look, you know, it was an extension of, of kind of what was said. Like you kind of have to experience loss and losing people to really grow. And, you know, like, again, I'm here because I lost my mom and because of John, but... I'm learning to like love where I am and, and love being here. And it was so like, it was really like affectionate and really sweet. Um, but that we didn't film any that, that got cut down to the scene that was left in the episode. Um, but kind of from then on, we're like, okay, okay. Something's kind of happening. And I think that's when we started our bet about when we were kids. Um, <laughs> was our, I mean, a whole thing. So we, we kind of thought it would kind of happen like by the end of season six, that was our original bet. And um, in the last episode, there was another scene that got <laughs> where, um, what happened? I think it was like after all the Zergirons or whatever had gone and the fountain had done its thing. Um, and I think Spooner had made the decision to stay. So she was writing a letter to her mom, as in stay with the team. Uh, and then Astra and B are like tidying up her house. And then you know, they kind of have a little interaction with Spooner just being like, oh, I'm glad you're staying. And then I think B, I can't remember what B said to Astra, but they had like a little interaction and he put his arm around her, which I thought was really sweet. Oh. But that scene got cut. <laughs> I, I feel like they're the constant greed of earlier <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna have to get Sean to invite the writers to Legends Con because I have some words to be had. Um, yeah, yeah. This is, I this know. Is happen. And, and, and Flor said that that Flor saying in the chat that that scene uh, calls back to the lowest common denominator where Bart talks about how he too has to find how to be a person in his sure. own hell where his life was a reality show. Yeah, absolutely. And so that brings me then to season seven where, you know, we saw them actually get together. And now in retrospect, actually, because initially we were like, this is the slowest burn ever. <laughs> it is. It's almost ridiculous. <laughs> but getting to 709 was actually such uh, a payoff because, I mean, not, they didn't even kiss in 709, but, you know, it was such a payoff because they both needed time to grow individually mm-hmm. and grow separately so the audience could love them as individuals before, you know, starting to get together, which is why B needed that moment of like, I'm, you know, going to be sober and being sober makes me feel like this and makes me see Astra in this kind of way. And Astra needed to get to a point of like, oh, you know, I don't have to kill everyone. I can maybe <laughs> connect with people on a different level. Um, so I, you know, ended up really respecting how we got to that point um oh yeah definitely really lovely. done so well yeah and so I, <laughs> I, know, I, was, I was really happy with that and um both shy and I lost the bet I think V I told you that didn't I you we did both, yeah yeah <laughs> um because I think shy had said 710 to kiss and I'd said 712 and it was 711 yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you were so uh, close. It was originally going to be in 709 um, because there was a draft where we kissed at the end of 709, but then we didn't. I think it works better this yeah, way. I think I like that little delayed, delayed gratification. It really yeah, it really does. Um, and I, you know, I, I would hope that the audience is kind of rooting for them to kiss. And there's like still so many moments where it's like, oh, it hasn't happened. Yeah, no, happen. no, we have, we were, we were rooting for. <laughs> I think there's that kiss on the hand as well. Oh, it was like, yes. oh, completely melted my heart. That was just such a beautiful yeah. little moment. It was so soft and so gentle. It was just. Oh, it was lovely. It was also a little bit before that that was cut, which I thought was actually really sweet. And um, oh, yeah, that was it. So it's the whole scene. And then I can't remember what the line was, but but B said something. Oh, that was it. So B said something and like put out his hand to shake, like to shake Astra's hand. So Astra shook his hand and she's like, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then it was a, a callback to when he was in the office and he was like, oh, I made this weird, didn't I? So he said, <laughs> I made this weird, didn't I? Well, hands. And Ash was like, it's okay. I, I like weird or I'm starting to like weird or something like that. And then, right? Oh, that's so cute. That's cute. I'm, but, you know, it was that kind of really sweet little callback. And also I think the line, I'm starting to like weird, also kind of talks about the legends as a whole. Yeah. Yes, the- definitely. So it's like she's warming to the legends, but also warming to, to be, which I think is yeah. <laughs> That was that was great. Any plans on that? Anything else to to mention about that? I know. I'm just. I'm just. We'll be happy about this in our little thoughts. Here. Yeah, yeah. I want to finish that question. Um, they bring <laughs> out on each other. Um, I think B brings out a wonderful softness and a and a kind of giddiness to Astra that we really, I think, we would have seen way more of had we Aww. continued. Um, because we're, I think chatting to. Phil and Keto before season seven, we were kind of likening it to a kind of teenage first crush kind of thing, yeah. like a love. That's so oh, cute. You like don't really know how to feel and like it's all very new and like fizzy, um, which I actually think really works for Astra because I don't think she's ever felt this kind of way about anyone. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're not going to meet your husband in hell. So no. you're not even going <laughs> to, you're not, you're oh, not going to meet guys like B in hell that's for sure no, definitely um, so I think for her there was this sense of like it was very like fresh and kind of you know like like teen love and all that kind of stuff um but he you know he brings out a a, a softness to her and a kindness because I think she is a kind person very 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 deep down and so he brings out in her whereas she brings out in him a confidence that he does have but doesn't utilize um, she brings out a bravery, I think, in him that again he has, but doesn't utilize too much. And that kind of yin and yang that it shouldn't work, but it kind of does, uh, which I felt was so endearing about them. Um, and also playing her in those scenes, like the scene in uh, Seven Twelve, like the, t- the tiny little scene where he's like talking about this date that he's got planned. You know, even playing that, I was like, she's she's trying so hard to be cool and kind of aloof and whatever but she can't help be intrigued and enamored by this adorable guy who's just so sweet and clearly cares about her in a way that no one has before I'm all gooey (laughs) (laughs) gooey vampire (laughs) 
the great trends, but um, kind of we're talking about um, Astra's relationships with other people on the team. And um, obviously Astra and Gideon have a special bond on the team that nobody else has. Um, so um, what do you think about the fact that Astra and Gideon have this kind of mother-daughter relationship and uh, how kind of would you have liked that relationship to evolve if we had some more episodes and time to work with them? Um, so I actually ended up really loving their relationship when I first, I think I was first talking about it with Phil and Keto and, you know, in the first episode of season seven, they kind of likened her to like a little duckling that had imprinted on another animal or a human or whatever. <laughs> I was kind of like following Astra around. Um, and I was like, Astra is like a mom figure. Um, but having Amy there and being able to work with Amy was just the best and so I was like this is going to be absolutely wonderful and perfect and brilliant which it was and it was fantastic um, and the, the relationship I think that she has with Gideon kind of just came out of so left field for her that it was almost like she had no time to kind of compute or even try and figure out what it was or what it meant. So when you get to, you kind of see her starting to grow a bit more protective and a bit more, you know, caring for her and for Spooner as well. Um, but it's not until obviously 7-11 Rage Against Machines where she just kind of ugh, acts out of complete mother instinct that she doesn't even know what it is. And like her powers are so connected to her emotions and it's a, a whole other new realm for her that she's never had to deal with before. And I think a lot of season seven was a lot of new emotions for Astra, like a lot of territories that she's never dealt with, which again was so wonderful and so fascinating to play with. Um, and I think that's why, you know, her bond with Gideon is so special because it's completely new for her and for Gideon. Like, I don't think Gideon's had, she, Gideon's always taken care of the team, always. But who's kind of taken care of Gideon? And I think her being in that human form takes on a whole kind of other, well, another dimension, because that's what it is. She's 3D and it's, you know, real. Um, so I think it's so lovely that there is that wonderful kind of bond between them. Um, and I think it would have only grown stronger. I, I do. Um, I think Astra would have maybe calmed down a little bit on the protectiveness. She <laughs> maybe no, she'd be a chill mom. She would should be a cool mom, but still very protective. But she'd like be able to repress it a little bit. Uh, since we're talking about Gideon and uh, stuff with Gideon and my favorite character, but like, um, do you think that Astra would have warmed up to Gary eventually? And um, also, was it very important in I Am Legends that the character that comforted her was Gary, considering the history of he really cannot stand Gary most of the time? I might lose this audience, but I do feel that I don't think she would have warned him at all. <laughs> that's, also fair. Fair. that's fair that's fair i will tell you why i think because gary is so submissive that <laughs> kind of is the the world that he exists in that's his thing he enjoys 
Uh-huh. He enjoys being submissive. He enjoys being subservient. That's his thing. Um, however, I think that's something that Astor just cannot relate to and cannot stand because her thing is dominance and dominating. And she's had to be strong her whole entire life to, n- to not die, to survive. And I just don't think she's on board with that energy whatsoever. And I think we all have in our lives that one person who is not a bad person at all, doesn't do anything wrong, but they just annoy the crap out of you. So that is Gary for her. And I just think that he's just that person. She's like, no, no, never going to. We're never going to relate. We're never going to chat. We're never going to hang out because I would end up strangling you. Just, just. Oh, no. Totally fine, Gary and his mother-in-law. Oh, no. Well, also, this is the thing as well. Like, I totally (laughs) imagine the day when, like, Gideon and Gary sit down and they're like, oh, we're, like, you know, officially going to be a couple or whatever, or whatever they're doing, or we're going to get married or whatever. And um, Astra would literally do, take the whole if you hurt her, I will kill you thing to the next level. Oh, it has <laughs> gone. I think she would truly like string him up and be like, I'm not even kidding you. I will skin off body, salt, lemon, crucified to a cactus. You're done, basically. I love it. <laughs> um, but Edens disappeared. Um, but in terms of <laughs> The second part of my question, um, in the I Am Legends episode, I honestly think it could have been any of the legends. Because at that point, she's so emotionally vulnerable. She's trying to deal with all the Lachesis stuff and Lachesis being so manipulative, which is such a big shock for her that it could, any of the legends could have been in that situation. And it, it wouldn't have changed. She would have still reacted the same, I think. Because at that point as well, they were all interchangeable. They were all legends. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. I like that idea of a dynamic of the two characters that don't get along but are forced to work together. I love that. I mean, imagine like a mission where it was just Astra and Gary. <laughs> oh my God, I would have loved it. I love it. Like, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. But I think I probably would have, I don't know, done myself some damage because I would have been rolling my eyes the whole entire time. <laughs> so yeah, I it would have been fun though. I, I feel like it's not necessarily a negative either. I think it's more along the lines of she doesn't actively wish Gary harm, but if something happened, you know, maybe she'd be a little slower. To, she'd probably help, but she might take yeah. her time just a little yeah. bit. You know? Oh, no. Yeah. If, if if Gary broke Gideon's heart, he would be oh, dead well. in a pile oh, of dust. Asher would have destroyed him. Yeah, but I don't think she'd, you know, just kill him for the sake of it no yeah she's not like that anymore she's a famous really she's just maybe she's waiting for an excuse to <laughs> yeah out. maybe that's we support it. that even uh, okay. even we support that. oh yeah Look, he <laughs> might be our favorite character but if he does something wrong will you support astro yeah. killing yeah <laughs> gary's a lot let's be honest he's not he's not the chillest I, I do think as well sort of going back to Berard and Astra and Gary and Gideon and everything I do think it'd be quite funny sort of those two as like parents of sorts and uh, <laughs> you know Astra's there sort of like no, I'm gonna kill Gary and Berard like no no chill you know he's he's not that bad no yes <laughs> I would, yeah. entertainment value I of that. Love that. The whole, yes the dynamic of 
her reaction to things is to maim and kill, whereas B's reaction is absolutely the opposite of that. So, like, that yeah. fun dynamic. I, we know B likes Gary, so at least one in law will. <laughs> yes, it just depends if uh, B can restrain Astra from cutting out her daughter, and I don't know if he can. I'm still hung up on the cat, the crucified and cat, because that's a new one I never heard before. I like it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, skin someone alive. Okay, let me talk you through it. So she'd skin him alive. Um, this is, sorry, this is in the, let me prefix this. This is uh, in the instant that Gary breaks Gideon's heart, okay? Yeah, obviously. 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 She's not planned this already, obviously not. So she would, um, she'd skin him alive. She would slowly peel the skin off his body, all of it entirely. He'd still be alive. Um, and then I think she'd make a concoction of lemon juice and salt, mix that oh up. Oh my god! And then like drizzle it all over his body, and then she'd string him up to a cactus in the middle. And like, of the- wh- why do I feel like Asher would be Dark Willow in this instant? Because there was that episode where she plays. Was it Warren? I forget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does very Hellraiser meets calamari. <laughs> Mm, yeah maybe a little little light frying maybe yeah it will be hannibal season five if it was robo astra robo astra (laughs) then would have put him on a spit roasted him a little bit and then eaten him that's exactly oh yeah we love robo astra we support so much (laughs) i wish she'd done more she definitely needed a scene where she was drinking blood or something like that yeah yeah oh definitely looking like v over there like v. Yes. 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 Truly. Yeah, next time I'm Robo Astra, I'll bring the blood. So yeah. Yeah. Well, initially, actually, in, in episode at the end of episode um 7-Eleven, when not to ruin everyone's day, but when she uh, Robo Astra stabs Gideon, our favorite, favorite scene. Um <laughs> I she wasn't meant to die. She wasn't meant to um, you know, fritz out and whatever. She was still gonna be alive. So I said to Jess, I was like, who directed it, I was like, can she lick the knife? Can she oh, lick the knife? Oh, that would have been. That's that Jess said, yes, yeah, like that was actually what was going to happen. But then they, I think we needed just all the robots to not be there anymore. So they were like, well, she'll fritz out and die. So no knife mm. licking. <laughs> One day. Who? Our vampire. Going kind of on the opposite um, from the, from the, from Ashton Gary to Spooner and Astronaut. So that friendship that they have, great. I love it. It's it's nice that they have each other. Was that planned before you and uh Elizabeth clicked on set, or was it because of that friendship that ended up happening? I I don't know if it was planned. Um I, I think maybe the base plan was just having them be enemies from the beginning. Because obviously Spoon is very strong-willed and independent, whereas Astra is like a hothead and hates people. So that kind of initial rivalry, I think, was a very natural place for them to fall. Um, but I do think, how did it happen? So I, I definitely messaged, I think, Phil at some point being like, I adore Lisette. We get, we're getting on so, I think, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I said in some kind of emails that I, I love her, she's wonderful. We're getting really well and I love working with her. And I think, you know, that plus them seeing us on screen together, 
and they were just like, I don't know, they thought it was fun. One of the height difference between the two of us was always good fun. Um, but it was a, a kind of natural place for them to then grow to for the both of them to have this, you know, really fierce female friendship, which then I think kind of end of season six, or season seven, that's what they were refocusing really on their, you know, kind of undying loyalty to each other, their real fierce connection as two women and two women of color. And that's what I really, really loved that we were seeing. Cause I don't even think we see that much. Um, no, we don't. To, two women who are such fierce friends um, to the point of, you know, willing to die for one another. Um, and obviously again, two women of color, which really speaks to me. So yeah, it was just, it was a wonderful uh, friendship on and off screen, which I'm so grateful for. And I adore Lisette so much and I miss her so much. Um, but, you know, working with her was just such, such a joy and truly was one of the best experiences for season six and seven and in life in general yeah so i don't Aww. know yeah i don't know if it was planned but i'm thrilled that it happened that way anyway i, I like to me i would have loved the scene where like you know spooner told astra about her being asexual would have been great yeah i agree with you actually and i think i i get kind of why it was done in that way and and you know the fact that it was with zari and how the episode came about but I think for me, it, it kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of made Astra and B's relationship a problem, which didn't need to be. Yeah. And then it also had this weird, you know, uh, whatever reaction for uh, Spooner and Zari in a weird way, which I didn't quite, it didn't quite feel natural to me. Um, and because you know we'd grown so much together, it was a bit like, oh, okay, sure. It felt a little weird that you know it wasn't a go-to um, for that friendship to have that chat. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm sure somewhere down the line, you know, she would have, they would have had that chat. Um, I, I would, I would hope. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I was a bit like, okay, okay, sure. But then some things is like, you know, we, it's it's an important moment anyway, and it's not about. It shouldn't be about who um, it's, you know, who's in the scene. It's about what's being said. Yes, exactly. What it means mm -hmm. to the character. So I was like, cool, just take myself out of that. This is a, a wonderful moment for Spooner and, and for Ace representation. So that in itself was, was fantastic. So that's, I think that's the best outcome of that, you know. Spooner would have been a good VP for President Ash, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally, I agree. I totally agree. So, um, is there a time period that the show hasn't gone to that you wish Astra and everyone had the chance to go to? This is a tough question because I, I'm sure there's a they've done so many time periods that I just was not there for. So I feel like I always say something and everyone's like, "Oh, they did this in episode, whatever," and I was like, "I wasn't in that." So technically. <laughs> Totally revisit them. Um, what would I like to do? I would like to do. Uh, I, my go-to is New Orleans in the twenties, and I don't know. Oh, that would have been amazing. I would love that. Okay, hint. Uh, we need it. We needed an interview with the vampire. Apparently, um, episode. <laughs> We're really into that right now. So that would be very cool. Also, Victorian London. I don't know why. That just is another one that's kind of like 
popping up in my brain. I, I just want I, to wear a cool dress, maybe. I kind of feel like the idea of Victorian London would be great. I also love the idea of Spooner and Astra unmasking Jack the Ripper. Ah, yes. I just think it would just be so complete, just sort of stumbling upon it completely by accident. I just think it would yeah. be an absolutely brilliant, uh, a brilliant situation. <laughs> but then what having to flash themselves because they can't possibly know who it is because <laughs> it would change history. Oh my God, yeah, we'd never, think, we'd, we'd, the audience would never know, but they would know for a second and then it's done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, like I would just. Sorry, say again. I was like, it's like a Friends episode, but Jack the yeah. Ripper. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, that's one of the things I maybe missed a little bit with season seven is like we lost a bit of the kind of spoon Astra team up, team up because I think there was again so many new things being built, so many new relationships being made. Um, but I was like, oh, I've not done a scene with the Seth in the longest time. And it made me really sad. Um, so, you know, season eight, let's get more of that. Obviously. <laughs> Look, if we have to do it in our backyards, we will. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I, I don't got, have a backyard, man. I got a wig. Apparently I can use this. I can add that to the, to the pot of whatever. <laughs> we'll shoot it at Legends Con. I think that's just the Yeah, there you go. Um, we'll do a whole entire season that. <laughs> Hey, if still, if someone's got a script, let's just just pass it out, give it to everyone. We'll get in a circle, do a read. There you That'd go. Be amazing. Film it. Floor, get on it. Hey, someone <laughs> out there, write <laughs> the first episode of season eight, which picks up just after they've been arrested. Have at it. I'm yeah, that's, it. that's, that's I would have to see. <laughs> I would have liked to see Astra and Booster Gold interact. That'd be really funny. <laughs> I wish I had more scenes. I, I didn't have, I had like, I didn't even have a scene with Donald. I mean, not like one-on-one at all. Um, I would have loved that too. Also Astra in prison. I feel like he could have gone two ways. It would have been, I think the obvious choice to have her thrive and to have her, you know, run the prison, kind of be like Mama Morton in Chicago. Yes. 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 Love yes. that. Love that. But is it the less obvious choice where actually she struggles and is like trying to really not go back to her oh. kind of default hell mode? I'm gonna run this joint, I'm gonna torture people, I'm gonna, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like, oh. how does that affect her? Like, does she kind of go to a darker place mentally? What happens there? You know, it's it's maybe. She feels like she's back in hell again, trapped completely and, and powerless in some way. What if they have, I don't know, like wristbands or neckbands that stop her from doing magic? You know, what if that's completely taken away from her? Well, how would she deal with that? What would she go through? So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, definitely many different ways it could have gone. Yeah. Who was writing the script? Add that in. <laughs> I'll note it down. Yeah. yeah, don't write that down. <laughs> also, we totally would have had a Chicago episode where all the girls would sing South Dog Tango. Yeah, oh, please, please, yeah. Yes. There was. Uh, we were talking to Morgan and Adam on a previous episode. There was an idea that all the girls had to dress as the Spice Girls. So that in. For the prison or just in general? I don't know for prison, just like, I don't remember the context, but there was an idea at one point that all the girls in the crew would have to dress as one of the Spice Girls. I love that. <laughs> I would be scared instantly. <laughs> oh. 
as a 90s Brit girl, I'm there like, yes, that would have been the best thing ever to see. Hey, but then Astra wouldn't know who the Spice Girls are, right? She didn't know who David Bowie was. That's I feel true. like she'd she love the Spice Girls when she found out, but she'd be slightly embarrassed about the fact. Yeah. She'd be like instantly a super fan, but would keep it quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, that's like the big secret of the episode. It's like, this is my Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't touch yeah. She's like open a different door and there's just like posters everywhere and like memorabilia and stuff. I love that. Well, my question is kind of just taking us out of Legends for a brief second. We'll get back to it, but I know you um, talked to V and Eden and you're a big fan of the character Poison Ivy Mm. in Batman related properties. Uh, So am I, Uh, one of my favorite characters of all time. So just wanted to ask as a fun question, like who's your favorite Poison Ivy? Like what version of the character you like? This um, it actually is the 90s animated. She's my all time favorite voiced by Diane Pershing, I believe. Diane, um, yeah. Diana Pershing, yes. Pershing? Yeah, Pershing, I think it is. Um, just because that was like my childhood, I had an action figure of her, which I adored so much. She I came- have one. Do you have it? <laughs> It came with like the bow. It was obviously like so. Don't bring it out. Like my collection. <gasps> oh my god, I love it. Oh my god, my dad would kill for that. He's the biggest Batman fan. <laughs> oh, mom, is it like is it old school? And you got it off like eBay or something? I think it was on Amazon. That I like for our listeners. I have like a collection of all the old '90s Batman villains that are women. Oh, that's been like wow. So mine wasn't as fancy as that. Mine was like, I guess, I mean, at the time maybe it was, but now it's definitely she's like lost some of her pain and she's a bit like faded on her hair or whatever. Um, and she's like this big. She had um her bow and arrow thingy, that yellow bow and arrow thing that she has. Oh. Um, what else did she have? I think that was I think that was all she came with. Um, but when I was a bit older, my dad bought me a more a really a detailed one which kind of like had the joint bends and all that kind of stuff, an incredible hair and she kind of came with these like plants um like Venus <laughs> plants that stood up I, oh, it was gorgeous where is that she was stunning and she had like amazing like four fingers and it was kind of oh, beautiful really beautiful um what was i saying yeah poison, <laughs> poison ivy taking <laughs> um, like we all love poison ivy Going yeah, the, the anime. Well, I don't you know what this mm, is this controversial to say. I don't know if I love any of the kind of what's the word? Um incarnations of her since. Uh obviously I'm always intrigued when there's not poison ivy, but so far I've like I've not fallen in love with them to the extent of the animated poison ivy. She is like the definitive. It, 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 it really is like just the, the also, simple like green bodice and the green tights and the sh- that's it and the red hair that's all you need yes yes i got to meet her at a diane pershing i met her at like an online convention oh really she's very, very cool oh god what a what a voice because i was like do you remember this random 90s like webtoon that you made she's like i do remember <laughs> that <laughs> wow oh, she was just so like whoever drew her just drew her so gorgeous she's one of the most beautiful like animated characters in my opinion yes yeah okay since we're going maybe going there is there a dream role that you have played <laughs> or would like to play? 
Wow. I mean, if I don't say poison ivy, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Yeah, no, no, you're not. <laughs> so obviously poison ivy. I would kill to play poison Margo, ivy. Margot, if you're listening to this somehow, please. No, absolutely. Margot Margo Robbie's a big fan. Come on, Margot. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, I'd love to play poison ivy. I would love to play. I really want to play a mermaid just for absolutely no reason. Yes. I'd love to play a mermaid. Get me in the water. Get me doing whatever. I'm there. Pop a tail on me. I'm happy. Um, I'd also love to play Lara Croft at some point. Ooh, I, I like would, that. Yeah. I think they're my, maybe my three go-tos. Um, a mermaid, Poison Ivy, and Lara Croft. A pirate would also be very cool. Again, if you're listening. Um... Margot Robbie. <laughs> we, uh, our flag be That's right. Margot Robbie's doing that Pirates movie too. Oh, that's so. who. Again, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know this as well, but your birthday is actually International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I did know that, and I keep forgetting it's, that. It yes, just, it's, it's one of my friend's birthdays, though. The high seas, clearly. It's meant right. to be. Destiny. But in the sea or on a boat on the sea, one of the two, for sure. I could see you wearing your necklace if you were playing a pirate. Yes. Like Ponda, for sure. <laughs> I just want to wield a sword. I just want to, yeah, I just want to wield a sword and wear like a billowy shirt. I could do that in general. I don't have to be a pirate to do that. Now this could... makes me sad that you weren't around for the episode that um, Maisie was a pirate. Yeah, I know. They, to be fair, she'd be very cool. She was very good as a pirate. Mm-hmm. Well, let's add that to the season eight script. We need pirates. Yes, let's, <laughs> let's bring, let's bring Maya back and have her be a pirate with uh, Asher. Let's, let's have... Um... Let's have Asha join up with um, Anne Bonnie. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's the character I want to play. I want to play Anne Bonnie. I think that'd be fun. Anne Bonnie's just also in Time Prison. Yeah, for I think Floor would love that. She's a big Black Sail fan. So, yeah. Yeah, that'd be very, very Oh, actually, I also, sorry, it's adding this to my list of things I want to play. <laughs> Anyone's listening and helping me. Uh, I would like to play Alf at some point. That would be very cool. Yes. Definitely. So add that to the list. We'll add it. <laughs> we'll hire you. I mean, we have no money. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do. We'll yeah, figure I mean, it out. With our tons of money. There's no one here like a producer or we wish. Thing. Come yeah. on. Look, if we were, if you get an ACs. <laughs> I feel like yes, we, legends would not be off the air if someone here had a. Exactly. Yeah, I would have found a way. <laughs> found a way for sure. I'll win the lottery and see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> could do this. Oh, Eden's dolls. Yes. I think <laughs> well, it's a very good way of playing. <laughs> I was joking at some point that, like, I'll do it just with dolls. I'll do season eight to make all the dolls and be like, here's season eight. I know it's not good quality, but here we go. We could do a stop motion with the dolls. I mean, that could be a whole episode in itself. That would be a great episode. I always laughed about that because I was like, what if a doll made it on one of the episodes and then they turned into it? That was, yeah, that was always a thought of mine. It's actually Mike the Spike 2.0. Say again? It's it's the Mike the Spike (laughs) 2.0. Right. But it's like in, so in episode 605, I think maybe before they decided on doing an animation, I think Astra was going to turn all the legends into dolls. I think it's 
Yeah. 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 I would have. I would have had Kate, the other girl who crochets Katie, help me, but yeah, I would do it. <laughs> yeah, those would be fun. I think I could get involved, do some of the Funkos as well. So we'd have had, yeah. you know, nice, saved Eden's hands a little bit. <laughs> we, we could have had some bears from Greece too, just for yeah. fun. Yeah. A whole, a whole plethora <laughs> of, of, of creative stuff. <laughs> And then they can be like silent movie style where like just the dolls move and then we can write the text after. <laughs> <laughs> it's cutting budget costs too is what apparently they were worried about. So you know. Right, well, I, I'll, I'll get it made. I've got a couple of Funkos. I've got a, I've got a doll. I've got a, uh, a teddy. So I'll, I'll, get, I'll get one made. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. So obviously the other girls uh, or a couple of the other girls on the show directed and you've said that you'd rather write uh, an episode. So did you have any ideas in mind or do you know the kind of thing you'd have liked to have uh, written about? <laughs> well, I actually did start writing a script, um, a Legends episode. I did. I haven't finished it mainly because I was sad. Um, but no, I, I did start writing an episode. I kind of don't want to say what it was about. One, because it was stupid. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it but, wasn't. Oh, no, trust me. Okay, I'll give you the title. I don't want to give you the title. Actually, no, I can't do that. It was based on a film. And I will, that's what it was. About. It was based on an 80s film. That's what I was saying. Um, but I would, I, yeah, I would really love to have written an episode. Um, I think because... You know, I love all of the characters and it just was something that I thought would be quite cool just in terms of the scope that you have with the show. You can literally do anything. It could have been any kind of um, setting, any kind of genre. There's so much in there. Um, but I always really love the scenes where it's the characters kind of interacting um, on a more personal level. So like... The scene, for example, that I mentioned that was cut out of 605, um, I remember talking to Kat about it and then ended up kind of rewriting it um, just so it kind of went in a little different way and was a bit more specific to kind of Astra and what she'd been through that episode and um, really delving into, you know, her relationship with B or where it could have gone, or where it was going. Um, it's like those things are really, you know, make me tick as a writer in air quotes because I'm not, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I would, I would really have loved to have written something. Maybe I'll dip back into the episode and have it done for Legends Card and then we could all read it. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. fun. Not gonna happen, no way. Just cannot see the light today. Because um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually also really hard. I now realize um kind of trying to write for 10 people, 10 characters. Um so one of my ways around that was like sending a few people off to like, I don't know, go on holiday or whatever. And I'm like, they're not here this episode to make my life easier. Um but you yeah, know, it's it, it it is something that I would love to do and have done for the show. Um so we shall see. All right, I got the final question here. Um, so overall, what has Plain Astra meant for you? Oh my goodness. Um, 
Crikey. Okay. <laughs> it's truly actually, up until this point, it's actually meant kind of everything and it's meant a lot to me. Um, I mean, it was my, I know you know this already, my first uh, job out of drama school, my first TV job out of drama school, which was a huge deal. Um, so in that respect, like in, in my careers, what's happening here? Sorry, I'm getting distracted by this wig. um so in like the kind of the my career's respect it was a very incredible starting point and and springboard um to kind of to to begin my learning in the industry uh which is something that has to happen I think once you leave drama school there's a whole other learning curve of actually doing and being on set and being in an environment that isn't drama school. Um, so in that, it was invaluable, um, you know, learning to be in front of a camera, learning um, just how to feel comfortable on set. So that was in that respect, wonderful. But I think on the whole, I got to work with the best people, I think, you know, I've kind of ever met. Um, the whole cast is just wonderful and lovely. And I've made friends and family truly for life um and I know that I have incredible friends and relationships you know in like in Amy and in Lisette and in Jai and like in it really warms my heart to say that and I know that I can say that confidently um and it was just a wonderful environment to to be in every single day I'm like this is my job I get to turn up and see my friends and you know oh I'm I'm a freaking doing magic today or I'm dressing as a cowboy today or I've got an amazing soothsayer outfit on today and we're running around a mansion um away from a murderer yes please I'll take that so it was just such a wonderful safe welcoming fun environment and I will I will 100% hold that with me forever and I think it will always be the job that I remember as being just so fun and so grounding and shaping me as you know the person I am today I spent three years of my life in Vancouver with these incredible wonderful people and I think it's made me better for it and um, just in terms of growing with Astra you know she's taught me so much taught me how to you know, not take any crap from people and how to be brave and how to be strong and resilient. And I think it's important that we can learn something from the characters that we play. And, you know, I hope to be a little more Astra in my life moving forward. We all need to be a little Astra. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've told Adam this before, because we've spoken, uh, like, again, the show has meant so much to us obviously and it was the reason most uh, all of us became friends like lifelong friends a lot of us are going through things now and i i don't know where we be without each other because of the show mm -hmm. and how much it meant to us and we do miss it so much and we wish it would be back but it meant so much to us and i i know you've seen that through fandom but i just wanted to let you know in this little group we became that family that you were talking about. Well, I'm so glad and thank you for sharing that. And I'm, it makes me so happy because at the end of the day, you know, take away the spaceship, take away the time travel, 
you have a show about heart and family and misfits and a show that champions people who maybe feel that they don't belong but actually of course you do because you find the people who you choose to have as your family and your friends and that I think is why the show works so well because it's so based on human connection and heart so that makes me very happy that you say that thank you anybody else have anything to say right now yeah I mean the show got me through college and into my current career and I met all these wonderful people through it and then just like they're all staring at me um I mean ever since Astra showed up in season, like we keep referring back to Astra in season five, but when you showed up in season four, it was still like, I loved Astra so much, even in season four when she just shows up and is just there to be evil. <laughs> I still loved her and uh, this is very silly. I don't have it on me, but like V got me an autograph from you when you were doing the, uh, the con over there. And- Oh, dude, I do remember that. That was you, yay. Yeah, and so it's just such a yeah. Honor. Mary, Mary was the awesome. number one Asher fan. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you want, I'm meeting the number one. Yeah. Thank you, finally. Uh, what a pleasure. And if you want to really know and get this back to Amy, uh, Floor is the number one Gideon fan here. Um, she uh-huh. guessed. Yeah, she shipped Green Ship before it even happened. Ah, yeah. my yeah. gosh. Okay, so you saw it. Already, uh, it was that episode that, she, yeah, it was the episode that she threw Gary in the trash. Since that's then. I am yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that makes sense to be fair. <laughs> I apologize that Astra was not a green ship fan. Green ship, but we're good, we understand. Oh, it's like a mom, who, like, no. you get it right. It's you know, um, honestly, though. If you had to pick any guy for Gideon, I mean, Gary is the nicest guy for her because would you pick any of the other guys in the show? Nice, av- available. Yeah, available. No, I'm like, available guy. Oh, Gideon <laughs> would live a chaste life. She would not have anyone. She would not need anyone. But there you go. There provide you go. For her. She does not need a man and Astra <laughs> would make sure of that. Yes, you're right. Well, so far, yeah. <laughs> Again, she was, he's better than her previous relationship with Rip. Yeah, I was going to say he's better than Rip. <laughs> I mean, let's not talk about Rip. I mean, goodness me. If Astra, like, properly met Rip again, but we ignore 703, the 100th one, because they didn't technically meet, but, like, Astra got her hands on Rip, no chance. <laughs> put money down for that. I'll put money down for that. I want to see it. <laughs> great. Yeah, we'll, yep, we'll stick him in the time prison as well. Properly. And- <laughs> time prison. <laughs> She'd rip him a new one. Very good. Very good. (laughs) No, that's maybe you are right. Maybe if I look at it as Olivia and not as Astra, then yes, Gary is the best man. (laughs) She's like, before I check them out of this. Yes. (laughs) Um, No, you are right. That's fair. And they are very cute together. I will give you that. Yeah, that is definitely true. Astra does not think so. Astra. No, which is also fair, you know. Astra is like just constantly repulsed by the whole thing, which is extremely hypocritical, I know, but 
To be fair, I think actually, if you think about it, all of the team are really not supportive of any relationship, really. Because <laughs> then you have like Zari, who's like, doesn't like uh, Astra and B together. And then when they all find Gary and Gideon in the bed, oh, oh, I, will, I will note again, people, that door was locked. That was wrong. <laughs> there was a murder in the house <laughs> like no no one i don't think anyone's supportive of anyone's relationships wow there is so much lightning happening outside i think everybody really, the most relationship support gary uh just kind of combined <laughs> it was nate nate did nate did nate supported him yeah but nate 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 doesn't know nate doesn't get it <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also fair yeah he's got his own problems with zari in the totem he's got a lot to deal with he's not thinking properly <laughs> so what i affectionately call a himbo <laughs> he is a himbo yeah but we love him yeah, yeah. i mean i don't think there's a member of the team that we don't love so you know it's that across is. the across the whole series i think that in itself is really special that there's never been a, a member of the main team that I've disliked. I've enjoyed them all. Some of them maybe came at the wrong time, but they still, I didn't dislike the characters kind of thing. So, but that in itself was so special to, to have a show where I just love everybody on it the whole time. Like the bad guys, the good guys, all of them are just so much fun. So oh, wait, here's a question besides mm-hmm. Astra, who is your favorite villain of legends? Oh God. Um, I don't know. Am I allowed to say Damien Dark? Because he's he's a yeah, you're oh, allowed. He's brilliant. Yeah, you're allowed. Great. Um, like I like all the callbacks to Vandal Savage. That makes me happy too. Um, <laughs> Thank you. We do. <laughs> this this fandom's a little bit crazy sometimes, but it's yeah. you know we're not necessarily crazy in a bad way. Chaotic. It's yeah, we're lovable but chaotic. It's the long hiatus. It. I've I've determined this now because this is kind of my sec. I'm because since I've been in my Star Wars mood, I'm going through a very long hiatus right now, and I realize the longer a hiatus goes on, the more wilder the speculation becomes, and the more theories pop up and ideas pop up. Mm-hmm. It, it's. Same season eight is going to happen. So. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. again, we so our we, pirate we, prison mermaid—they're all coming. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, we had our theories when there was that really, really long hiatus. I forgot which episode, which seasons were that really long hiatus that I we were like. I think it was between four and five. Yeah, where we oh, literally guys, there is a storm happening outside. <laughs> it's getting I dark I, here. I feel like something's yeah. coming. I've tr- it's l- honestly quite something to behold. I feel like oh, I've summoned- I love a good thunderstorm. I summoned the uh, I don't know the wrath of Gary. I think maybe <laughs> <It was the laughs> whole- you're, you're like oh no, I'm talking to a bunch of Gary fans. <laughs> like Astro does not like him. And that was like that. I was like I'm. I truly can't express um, love for Gary as Astra. So I was a little concerned. Totally I was gonna... cool. We're totally cool. That, that makes it funnier, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm glad. I was like, I'm going to either lose uh, a few people who used to like me, or they're going to see where I'm coming from. 
I mean, it's, you know, it's it's the characters themselves. And there's obviously there's different interactions with the characters. And that's, you know, we enjoy seeing that, you know, it would be boring if everyone liked the same thing. So it doesn't, you know, we're quite, we appreciate yeah, it. And it's, it's funny as well, we, to be honest. We like yeah. it. Uh, we'll point out we love Zari 2.0 and she doesn't like him either, so. There we go. That's fair. Um, to yeah. be fair, my, my own mother's favourite character is Gary. It's not even <laughs> So I think... <laughs> That says it all, really. Which is, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap it up for right now. I mean, I could literally talk forever mm-hmm. about Legends and Astra and to you about, I don't know, Poison Ivy. Who knows? <gasps> oh my God. Just wet, as soon as, I don't know, they're making what? My question is, why haven't they made? <gasps> Sorry. There was- I just saw the flash. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Why haven't they made her into any of the films? I don't understand. Like all of uh, the not since the whole... Thurman. We don't know. I I feel like there's a possibility she might show up in Joker 2, but I don't really want that because yeah. I, I don't want the Joker version of a female character, particularly. <laughs> um I, yeah, to, to put it in the nicest said... possible way. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing her in another Suicide Squad movie, but only if Harley actually gets to do something with her, because Harley was kind of sidelined in the last movie. Uh, And um, it it was enjoyable, but I'd like to see Harley and um, Poison Ivy together. Or like Birds of Prey 2. Them together in it as well. She should have been. She absolutely should have been. So actually, the longer that she's not... In any of these films, the more no. chance I have of there you go. And again, yeah, why are we going to fully support it? That's, yes, and Margot gonna... has mentioned that she's looking for a poison ivy. So get your agent oh. on it. And be like, I know. I, feel like um, I need, need this. To be, need to be more important first. They're not going to cast me now. Ah, no, but they do like uh, they do like to get like new new actors and everything involved. You know, like discovering people, like they did with the MCU. So I mean, you've done enough that you're known, but you're okay. not so well Literally. known that you might be. Look so you know, we could we could get Look, that. I'll give you a hint. Look what happened with Joseph Quinn. Nobody knew who the hell he was before Stranger Things. So it can happen to you with Poison Ivy. Just saying. We're, we're gonna make it happen. You know, this we're, is we're gonna we're gonna bug her now. <laughs> yeah. Gonna get yeah. you that. London job. Film Festival next year. I'll go and find Margot Robbie and uh, you know I'll be in the <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll dress up kind of poison ivy-esque. I'll be in a red wig, I'll have this green dress on so she can kind of get an idea. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm- yeah, I'll you know, well, I'll get get in touch with the dates and everything. <laughs> that. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just now commit my life to being poison ivy so that someone has to ask me. Why not? Yeah, there Where you go. Plants? Where are my plants? I need plants. Just to show. <laughs> so we'll see. One day. Oh, show definitely. A plant. Manifest. Oh. Sure. You need to do. <laughs> In terms of wrapping stuff up, I ju- we just wanted to say again, thank you so much, Olivia, for being here and chatting with us about literally everything, mm-hmm. all of our ramblings and good times. It's such a pleasure and an honor to get to speak to you on our podcast. It's been amazing. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been so wonderful. You all know that I could talk about legends for days because I love doing We'd it. let you too, honestly. I love, <laughs> I love talking about the fun that we had. So it's always lovely to do that. And it was so lovely to meet some new people and 
see some people that I already know. Um, so what a way, lovely way to spend my Sunday. Thank you. And You're very welcome. With whatever you. is on my head, this ridiculous <laughs> thing that has been my nemesis for the last how many hours. <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful seeing you again. So hopefully at Legends Con next year. Yeah. That's if yes. I get players. I haven't just show up. I mean, you know, just, I, I've yeah, just show, show up. Show up. We'll, just show up. I know where it's gonna be, so what are they gonna do? Stop me. Come on. No. <laughs> so I'll just I'll pretend I need to be there and it's fine. I, I mean I've like I've got a spare ticket, so just show up, you know, give you the spare. I, fun. I will take that. Absolutely. <laughs> if I don't get an invite, mate, I'm taking Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll let you know. Because <laughs> then I'll just be there. But what are they gonna do? <laughs> and I'll just I'll just run around taking photos with everyone. I don't have to they don't have to pay me. I'll just cause havoc. I'll be the chaotic moment within the weekend. Show up in a poison ivy poison ivy cosplay. I will join the costume contest. Yes. I'll run around in this wig for one of the days and I'll dress up as Astra for the other day. Yeah, there you go. This is perfect. This sounds fantastic. I almost hope they don't invite you at this point. <laughs> Shall we just do that? I'll just come dressed as Astros if anyone notices. And I don't That'd think amazing. it will. Could you imagine if I was just walking around and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, you, why are you wearing a red suit? Yeah. Who are you? Everybody <laughs> would recognize you. And I got away with it, so. <laughs> oh, God, we'll see. But yes, hopefully Legends come. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for sure definitely that will do it for this week's episode of legends of next week again big thank you to olivia swan for spending your time with us just to chat about legends uh, as far as other podcast news you can find us on twitter at week legends it's week like days of the week not physically week which clarify this every week uh and then legends of next week at gmail.com if you want to send us any questions, any random thoughts that you have towards Legends. And then we're also on Instagram with at Legends of Next Week if you want to keep up with us and any new episodes dropping. But with that, I'm your host, Mary. I'm Eden. I'm Kate. I'm V. And I'm Olivia. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're hosts now. You guess <laughs> and we will see you all some other week. Thank you so much for listening and bye. 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 bye.